Good evening, football fans. Wherever you are in the world listening right now, I like to say good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Like you know, it's the Locker Room Podcast with Roosevelt right here. It's all about the beautiful game of football. What an amazing time it's been. What an amazing couple of weeks it's been in the world of football, the sports that we love the most, you know. Uh, the international breaks right now, the UEFA Champions League is back. We're going into the final leg of the group stages. Certain teams are qualified, uh, certain teams are waiting for the final game um, to mark their qualification into the knockout stages or, if you like, the round of 16. What a fantastic time! Football is always, always an interesting time. New stories popping up, talking points popping up, everything just comes together to make the game we love even better. Right now, it's all about the big changes in Europe uh, across across the leagues. Um, big teams are changing managers like we know uh, Spurs. Antonio Conte is now the, the manager of Tottenham Outspurs. Uh, that's no longer news. You know, Football Club Barcelona, uh, Ronald Koeman is out. Sergi Bajuan was there as the interim manager right now. It is the most wanted player our manager for Barcelona is right there, right now. Um, Xavi Hernandez, one of the club um, legends right now, is the manager of football club Barcelona. Um, Steven Gerrard from Rangers to Aston Villa. Uh, Dean Smith, after a couple of days after being sacked by Aston Villa, is now the manager of Norwich City in the Premier League. Uh, Eddie Howe. After being out for some time, you know, his last managerial job saw him uh, being the manager of uh, Bournemouth. Right now, is the manager of Newcastle. And the big talking points of the week, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, the Manchester United manager, has been sacked and it's been brewing for some time. The fans have wanted him out for a couple of seasons right now. But he's finally, finally out of the team. Uh, Manchester United fans, wherever you are right now, what are your expectations? Who are you looking forward to? At some point, we knew uh, uh, the United favourites were looking at um, Antonio Conte, but uh, the noisy neighbours all the way from North London in um, Tottenham Allspurs have taken Antonio Conte. Right now, uh, Manchester United have to look for a caretaker manager for at least six months and then uh, at the summer try to find uh, a new manager for a new project, a new Manchester United and hopefully uh, their dreams begin to come true once again at the Theatre of Dreams, Old Trafford. On the show today, we'll be looking at all the talking points, all the new coaches, what to expect from them, um, who do we think is going to be successful immediately, and who do we think would need some time and patience from the fans uh, in order for them to get to where they want to get to. Uh, we're going to be looking at the UEFA Champions League um the the knockout stages what to expect in this year's um uefa champions league uh we're going to be looking at the uh, weekend action and all we're going to expect for the premier league and the spanish la liga i would like to welcome each and every one of you to the locker room podcast once again right here it's all about the beautiful game of football like i rightly said you can always always listen to all our podcasting episodes on all the podcasting platforms on um, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at LR with Rosaviews one word, or you can check the link in the description of the episode. Stay tuned. It promises to be a fantastic time on the show. It's been a fantastic couple of weeks, like I've rightly said. I'd like to give big ups to all the national teams, all the teams qualified for the 2022 World Cup in Qatar, the likes of Argentina, Spain, um, Germany, France, you know, Belgium, everyone qualified, England, everyone, everyone qualified. It's brewing up to being a phenomenal tournament. 
you know later this year we had uh the euros this year we had the copa america fantastic fantastic tournaments both tournaments were on point for those who were able to follow the tournament you know italy were the champions of that uh argentina won the copa america both teams are coming to the world cup i know france the defending champions are already waiting to defend their title in qatar it's gonna be a fantastic fantastic competition uh the african nations also will be having the uh afcon uh um national games in january in the new year and then later in the year they will all also be present at uh, the world cup the world cup is the pinnacle of football anywhere anytime we are always looking forward to having the world cup and this the, the this current World Cup, the 2022 World Cup in Qatar, is definitely not going to be an exception. Football fans, I know we are all ready. We have our the teams we're going to be supporting, the national teams. Uh, uh let's just wait to see what the uh, Qatar nation has for us and the package that FIFA has for us in the World Cup. And until then, let us keep our fingers crossed. Uh, certain nations, the likes of um, Portugal, unfortunately could not get automatic qualification and would have to play in the playoffs let's see who gets to qualify the playoffs at the playoffs anything can happen anyone can qualify and anyone can be disqualified let's keep our fingers crossed as it promises to be a great great time looking at europe this week looking at what has happened before the international breaks and after the international break you know the first managerial change, official managerial change, Tottenham Hotspurs for Antonio Conte. He raised a lot of eyebrows as football fans across the world uh, wondered why um, Antonio Conte would would accept to be um, Tottenham Hotspur manager after he, he, he rejected the job at the beginning of the season. It was one of the... Uh, top managers after Jose Mourinho was sacked to take over uh the M of Affairs for Tottenham for the cup for the forthcoming season which is this season and he rejected the job but right now uh, Antonio Conte is in Tottenham Hotspur for uh, at least two seasons from now uh the big question now the big question mark we all know that Antonio Conte has been in the Premier League before he's been there he's done that he won the the 2016-2017 our Premier League title with Chelsea. We've seen him um, dazzle in the Italian Serie A with Internationale um, coming off uh, a win of the Scudetto last season. Antonio uh, Conte right now, the manager of um, Spurs. The big question mark will be, what is the goal of Tottenham? Can they get the finances in? Because we all know um, Spurs do not like to spend. They are not going to break the bank to get top top players in and Antonio Conte is the kind of manager that would want to bring his type of players into the squad and have them play a certain type of way uh so uh let's see what's brewing up at London let's see how um Levy and Antonio Conte can come together and work and transform the Tottenham Hotspur team into uh what the fans are expecting a competitive team a team that wins trophies um the Tottenham haven't won a single trophy since 2008. Um, the fans are beginning to worry. The fans are desperate, looking for a uh, a title this season. You know, Tottenham Hotspur are playing in the Conference League. They are the first Premier League team to ever play in the new uh, uh, Europa UEFA Europa Conference League. Although they had a very very disappointing game in midweek. Uh, well, that is one of the hurdles that Antonio Conte would have to walk over. Let's see what happens. Tottenham Hotspur fans, how are you going to end the season? How do you rate your season? Do you think Antonio Conte can take you to the heights that you desire? Do you think that the uh, the management will spend the, the money required to bring to bring the change that it's been expected by all the fans? And even um, football lovers all over the world are expectant of Antonio Conte in Tottenham Hotspur. I'm leaving the confines of the English Premier League to the Spanish La Liga. The second team, top team to change their manager is football club Barcelona. Uh, looking at football club Barcelona, you know that uh, Ronald Koeman was at the M of Affairs for about two seasons. He supposedly bottled the league last season and that has 
prompted some portion of the football club Barcelona fans to say that they wanted him out. Um, Ronald Koeman tried to make the team defensive. He tried to um, uh, instill some form of defense into the team. Uh, he resorted to playing three defenders all the time and limiting the, the attacking progress of the team. He usually played um, Lionel Messi, Antoine Griezmann, or Lionel Messi and Osman Dembele alone as the two um, stole attackers for the team. Uh, that really affected Barca at some point. And while his contract, while he was to remain the football club Barcelona manager for this season, part of the, the agreement with the president was that he was going to play a much more attacking formation, he was going to play the... Um, the notorious 4-3-3 formation for football club Barcelona, you know, stick to the Barcelona way, stick to the Barcelona system of, of play. And um, the, the football fans have always, always wanted uh, a club legend in, 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 in the shape of um, Xavi Hernandez to take over the M of affairs at football club Barcelona. So after a series of defeats, after a series of very, very, appalling performances by football club barcelona i know for the first time in a long time football club barcelona lost their opening game in the champions league 3-0 to bayern munich and also lost the second um game 3-0 to uh, uh benfica from the portuguese league they were six goals um down and zero points after two games these were unacceptable for football club, club barcelona because right now in the financial uh, you know situation of the team they have to qualify for the UEFA champions league they have to remain in top competitions due to the financial uh, benefits that come from those leagues so uh these are part of the things that took um ronald kuman out of um uh the football club barcelona uh, uh manager managerial position Taking over from Ronald Koeman was um, Sergi Bahuan. Um, for me, Sergi Bahuan tried three games, one win, two draws. Fantastic time. They, by no standard were those games easy games. Um, he played one against Dynamo Kiev. Uh, he played against Celta de Vigo. Uh, very, very, very fantastic games for him. Unfortunately, um, they were not able to win the game against Celta. It was three Barca three goes up in the first half and by the end of 90 minutes it was 3-3 Iago Aspas on the stroke of the end of the game on the stroke of 90 minutes rather he devastated Barcelona with a tundra strike uh, with his left foot but bitter as it may he was able to steady the ship of Barcelona for some time for the three games I was around we saw some improvements he went back to the 4-3-3 system uh the passes were better and then we saw the likes of Ansu Fati come back from injury and the way he was able to integrate them into the squad unfortunately for him in the final game uh there were loads and loads of injuries we had by 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 the end of his last game that was the game at the um at the Arbanca Balaidos in Celta Vigo uh 11 players from football club Barcelona were injured and out of the 11 players, a lot of them were first-team players, the likes of um, Gerard Piquet at that time, uh, the likes of Serginio Dest, you know, uh, Fatih was injured in that game. Top, top players, Nico was injured in the game. These are players that are crucial to Barcelona first-team uh, first play. And it was very, very difficult for Sergi Bahuan to put forward a team that can really, really attack. But after the game, um, the most anticipated transfer for Barcelona right now, um, Xavi Hernandez from outside in the, the UAE. He was brought all the way from the UAE to football club Barcelona. Right now, is the manager of FC Barcelona. A lot of fans celebrated his first game as a football uh, Barcelona manager at uh, home to Espanyol. It was a Barcelona derby. What a backdrop for Xavi Hernandez. And the fans were expecting, the, the pundits were expecting, everyone wanted to see what um, Xavi Hernandez had to offer. On the day, um, Football Club Barcelona started brightly on the day, but the, as the game went on, it became a very, very lethargic game. Uh, Barcelona giving languid performances. Uh, 
very very lucky on the day to go uh, home with all three points you know memphis Depay um scoring the only goal from the penalty spot to, to save uh, uh barcelona on the day uh xavi hernandez's first three points as a football club uh, barcelona manager and then his second game against benfica in the UEFA Champions League uh, was a goalless draw, a very, very boring game as it is. But right, that, that is not what is before us. What is before us right now is Xavi Hernandez and the future of Barcelona. I think um, Xavi Hernandez will do well in terms of bringing the Barcelona style of play back, in terms of helping the young players, in terms of helping the players that are not, uh, you know, regular Barcelona players that are in the squad, you know, the likes of Osman Dembele, Serginho Dest, you know, the, 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 the new players that are coming into the lines, you know, Memphis Depay, he might be able to communicate with these players and get them to work. Well, my concern is the current team that Football Club Barcelona have, they cannot compete at the highest level they want to. So January, is very very important month for football club barcelona if barcelona want to end the season with any form of tangible um results in terms of silverware be it the copa del rey or the la liga or whatever that they have to do they have to get some players in they have to get quality players in and, and in my opinion football club barcelona need nothing less than five players they need at least five players they need midfielders, they need attackers, they need wingers. These are the players that they need to help them move from where they are right now to where they need to be. Do they have to buy all those players? No, they can loan the players. That, that is what Barcelona have to look to the loan market right now. Probably buy one player and look to loan the rest. You know, there are rumors everywhere of Danny Olmo, you know, Raheem Sterling from Manchester City, all that. It's rumor until it becomes an actualization. But the true fact is, Xavi Hernandez needs players to walk in the team. And they also need the current players to be fit. You know, Osman Dembele has been back from injury. He's been injured again. And Sofati has been back from 10 months. He's injured again. You know, Pedri has a couple of relapse in his injuries. So, we need uh, a team for Barcelona where the players are fit to play and where they have enough in terms of quality and squad there if they are going to, be able to attain the heights that the football world wants them to and even barcelona fans themselves and let's see how they're going to be able to compete in the nearest future you know right now in the champions league barcelona are waiting for the final game the final game against um, bayern munich and Benfica against Dinamo Kiev. Now, Barcelona need nothing less than a point, and Benfica need to either draw or lose for Football Club Barcelona to qualify. Now, Barca have to win or draw for them to have the hopes of qualifying. Personally, I do not see how uh, FC Barcelona are going to beat Bayern with the current team, but then again, football is not a game played on paper, it's a game played on the green top for 90 minutes anything can happen we've seen uh we've seen uh games that the, the 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 opposition was too small so to say to the home team and at the end of the day the opposition won the home team so let's see what um Barca can do the more Xavi spends time with the team the more he understands what to do the more he understands how to use um each of the players uh leaving football club Barcelona for now and Going back to the Premier League, uh, a lot of managerial changes, you know, uh, Steven Gerrard all the way from Rangers in the Scottish Premier League to um, Aston Villa in the uh, Premier League. Two goals uh, in his first game as, as a manager, three points in his first game as a manager in the Premier League. What a wonderful and fantastic start from um, Steven Gerrard. Everyone knows that Steven Gerrard has done a fantastic um, job in the Scottish Premier League has been fantastic for Rangers. They've won a lot of trophies under him. Uh, at least he's got some experience under his belt. And I think um, um, the Villa job is a very good one for um, Steven Gerrard to start his managerial career in the Premier League. Also, looking at Dean Smith, a couple of days he was sacked by Villa. 
And before the end of the week, Norwich City approached him and appointed him as the new manager of Norwich. And Norwich has also, under Dean Smith, they have their second win of the season. You know, Daniel Falca had uh, the first win, unfortunately, as his last game as a Norwich City manager for now. And um, Dean Smith, after that, has taken the the team to another level uh norwich city have eight points on on the on the table right now and let's see what norwich city can do they have a very very bad goal difference but football has told us that there are fairy tales in football anything is possible let's see what um then smith can do but several you know pundits have come out to say that the appointment of dean smith by norwich city is a much more strategic um appointment because they feel that they are going to get relegated eventually but dean smith is a kind of manager that can still help them come back into the premier league with fresh ideas with fresh um, players with fresh you know zest to go again in the premier league you know norwich are notorious for being the most relegated side in the premier league let's see if um they go down once again if they can come up and stay for the next four, five, six, seven seasons. Probably Dean Smith is going to be the man for the job. Uh, only time will tell. Uh, looking at Eddie Howe and Newcastle. Now, the, the question is, is Eddie Howe going to be a caretaker manager or is Eddie Howe going to be the man to take Newcastle to the next level? Because I think with, with the new owners, with the, with the money that the new owners have, I think... Uh, Newcastle will be looking to get some big, big players uh, either in January or at the summer transfer windows. They'll be looking to get some top quality, quality players, provided they are still in the Premier League come the end of the season. They'll be looking to beef up the team. They'll be looking to crack up um, the team. They're, 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 they're going to be fighting for top 10. They're going to be fighting for a spot in Europe. They're going to be fighting for probably um, a Carabao Cup or an FA Cup. Or no, no, no one even knows. They could be fighting for the Premier League next season. So is Eddie Howe the man for that job? Or is Eddie Howe just there to steady the ship and ensure that Newcastle do not get relegated? These are the questions that are that are brewing up uh, in, in Newcastle right now. I, do not, I know that um, Eddie Howe has been a fantastic manager in the Premier League. Unfortunately for him, uh, in 2018... His um, Botmore was relegated with Stoke City and Swansea City. But right now, he's a manager of Newcastle. Can he get that team to tick? With the current players, it's going to be difficult. They will also need some recruitment in um, January. Well, now the, 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 the diciness of that is you have to get players that are willing to play for Newcastle, irrespective of the position they are by the end of the year because players will be looking to where newcastle finish at the end of the year and how feasible it is for them wherever they finish to remain in the premier league these are the points that the managers will be looking out for that uh, as eddie howe and his team and also the players that they're going to be looking to recruit into the into the team to help them retain their premier league status looking at the big points this see this this week looking at manchester united and the uh uh oligona social saga and how it all went down you know liverpool was the first major major blow five goals to um liverpool it was an absolute stroll for the reds on the day manchester united very very appalling performance i think after the first game against leeds uh manchester united have not played any top top they have not they've not given rather any top performance this season cristiano ronaldo from time to time has been the hero for oligona social i think oligona social actually owes cristiano ronaldo some form of thanks because uh he gave him a lifeline for a very very long time in the champions league cristiano ronaldo turned up game after game the games against atlanta both home and away it was all cristiano ronaldo the game against Villarreal, it was cristiano ronaldo and their qualification uh over the week cristiano ronaldo so he's been fantastic fantastic for manchester united however some fans from manchester united all let's say some facet of the football fans over the world believe that cristiano ronaldo was the problem for oligana so shy but 
I beg to differ. I think um Cristiano Ronaldo has helped Manchester United this season. I don't think um Manchester United have won any points this season without Cristiano Ronaldo being at the end of affairs, you know, being the big man at the end of the day. You know, the game against Tottenham Hotspur, the win against Spurs was Cristiano Ronaldo, Bruno Fernandes and Edinson Cavani that, that, you know, helped the team and galvanized the team to victory. Cristiano Ronaldo has been immensely instrumental for Manchester United and wherever the new coaches will be looking also to tap from that energy that Cristiano Ronaldo gives to the team as well as the positivity that he has for the game. Uh, also looking at the final game of Oligon Solskjaer at um, Vicarage Road to Watford. What a, what, what a performance from Watford but an appalling performance from Manchester United by their standards. Um, Harry Maguire on the day was abysmal in terms of his his character. He is the captain of the team. He's also, I think, the second captain of the British national team after Harry Kane. Uh, it is expected that he should be much more professional, he should be much more shrewd in how he conducts himself as a leader in, in the heart of defense. But out of nothing, he gave uh, the second um, yellow, he gets the second yellow card and he gets his matching order by the referee, receives the red card. And from there, everything just fell apart for Manchester United, you know, on the day. Josh King scored in fantastic form. Ishmael Assar uh, atoned for missing the penalty twice. You know, he gets his name on the score sheet. Jao Pedro comes in as a substitute and also, uh, you know, inscribes his name on the score sheet. And towards the end of the game, the fourth goal, and that was a final straw that broke uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's tenure as a Manchester United manager, came from Cameron Dennis. And that was a fantastic, fantastic um game for you know uh Watford and what a job by Claudio Ranieri is also a new change in the Watford system what a fantastic fantastic game you know they had a fantastic outcome against um Everton and certain people thought it was a fluke but he replicated the same um performance against you know uh Manchester United so Watford fans wherever you are uh it is promising the season is promising right now. Claudio Ranieri is a seasoned manager and he has also uh, been a manager in the Premier League and also won the Premier League in the fairy tale season of 2015-2016 with Leicester. So uh, Watford are looking up rather than down on the table. Uh, let's see what Manchester United have to offer, who they are going to bring in. There are rumours that within the next 48 hours to 72 hours, a new manager will be announced uh, for... Uh, as a caretaker manager for the next six months and from there let's see what happens for Manchester United the question is are Manchester United still in the title contention can they still uh win the league are they going to be contenders in the Champions League are they going to win any trophies this season are they, are they going to finish even in the Champions League uh, uh position only time will tell right now Chelsea are looking high and mighty Chelsea uh, uh, on the top of the table very very strong side for um thomas tuchel there but let's see what happens come the end of the season at this point in the show it's all about the biggest competition in europe it's all about the uefa champions league you know every season football fans across the world football teams across the continent look forward to the UEFA Champions League, look forward to playing in the competition and also, you know, dreaming to win the tournament. This season has not been an exception. It's been an interesting um, group stage so far. Um, frenetic action here and there. It's been a phenomenal competition and certain teams have registered their names in the round of 16 or the knockout stages, if you like. Uh, others have to fight for their, their place in the knockout stages on the final day come December. Looking across the groups, you see um, Group A, uh, Manchester City and PSG are already qualified. You know, Manchester City topping the group. Uh, what a fantastic outing it's been for them. Unfortunately for PSG, you know, um, draws here and there has made them um, come second place in the group. Uh, on the day, Manchester City were 2-1 victors against Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, PSG scoring just a single goal by Kylian Mbappe. 
uh, or uh, Pep's boys at Etihad, the Blue Moon um, rose and they rose to the top of the table. Manchester City qualified, Paris Saint-Germain qualified. I'm looking at Group B, one of the uh, most interesting groups in the UEFA Champions League this season. It is the group of um, Liverpool, Atletico Madrid, AC Milan and Porto. What a fantastic backdrop that is. You know, uh, um, the boys from Anfield, Liverpool, Mohamed Salah, what a fantastic player he's been this season. Arguably the best player on the planet right now. Uh, the team are in the round of 16 with 15 points on the board. Uh, but we cannot say the same for the rest of the pack. You know, Porto are second with five points. AC Milan are third with four points. And Atletico Madrid, bottom of the table with four points. It's all going down at the final day. It's all going down uh, in December. Everybody fighting for a sport. Porto can get qualified. Uh, Liverpool, uh, rather, Atletico Madrid can qualify. AC Milan can qualify. Even AC Milan, having started very, very poorly, they got all three points against Atletico Madrid in midweek. What a fantastic turnout for them. It gives them the lifeline to go once again. On the final day, they'll be going up against uh, uh, Liverpool. But it's going to be at home at the San Siro. And Porto will be in Atletico Madrid. Right now, everything favors Porto to qualify. Porto has to get a point, at least a point, against Atletico Madrid. And they're true. Uh, AC Milan need all three points nothing short of three points for them to qualify and that is going to be a very very big tax against liverpool the first leg however was um three two i think three two or four two they're about to um liverpool ac milan tried they huffed they puffed on the day but it wasn't their day on that day but in december is it going to be their day it's all about 90 minutes of football let's see what zlatan ibrahimovic has and the rest of the Milan boys have to offer. They're gonna fight till the day. They're gonna fight till they can fight. Or that is what we love the Champions League for. Everyone has to come with their best. It is the competition for the best teams in the continent. Looking at Group D, Real Madrid and Internationale of Milan are both qualified for the round of 16 uh, for this year's UEFA champions league competition looking at group e which is the group of um bayern munich football club barcelona benfica and dinamo kiev uh, as we know it's not news bayern munich are qualified 15 points and uh, football club barcelona second place with seven points and uh benfica third with five points and dinamo kiev uh, bottom of the table with just a single point now uh the the final day will be very very dicey benfica will be playing dynamo kiev and football club barcelona will be playing bayern munich at the alliance arena in germany now with the current squad it's going to be difficult for football club barcelona on the day and uh, they'll be looking to get at least a point to secure um their their place in the round of 16 benfica are going to be looking for all three points if Benfica get all three points and Barca were able to get a single point against Bayern Munich, then Benfica will qualify uh, on the basis of the head-to-head -head as Benfica had um, more goals when they played Barcelona in the first leg uh, where they won three goals to nothing. They will be qualified and Barcelona will be out of the UEFA Champions League. So it is a dicey competition right now. Barcelona have to go for all three points. And uh, Benfica also have to go for all three points. Let's see what happens come the final day of the group stage for this season. UEFA Champions League. Looking at Group F, you have Manchester United qualified. Uh, Villarreal and Atlanta are looking to fight for second place. Just a single point separating both teams. Villarreal second place with seven points. And... Uh, Atlanta with six. So um, both teams are going to be playing themselves in the final game of that group. It's going to be an amazing match. It's going to be a match to the death. Both teams are going to be coming, smelling blood. It's going to be attack, attack, attack. We know Atlanta. Atlanta has one of the fiercest 
attacks right now in European football. You know, Duvan, Zapata, Ilicic. These are fantastic, fantastic players. Let's see what happens come the end of 19 minutes. Let's see who's going to be and, uh, you know, in the, in the round of 16 come um, February next year. Um, looking at the, the, the group H where um, we see the boys from Torino in the shape of um, Juventus and Chelsea being qualified. Amamo and Zenit tried. They tried to give them a competition. They huffed, they puffed, but uh, Chelsea and um, Juve were just too much for um, the, 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 the remaining teams, which is Mamo and Zenit. You know, the, the Champions League is looking very interesting this season. Who um, do you think is going to be champion come the end of the competition in May? Uh, well, you know, the Champions League every season just keeps on surprising and surprising us. But we cannot say that Bayern Munich, you know, uh, Manchester City right now, Liverpool, these teams, Chelsea... Uh, these teams are the top, top, top teams. Uh, when um, Lionel Messi, Gini Wijnaldum, Ashraf Hakimi, um, Sergio Busquets, uh, uh, Sergio Ramos, rather, when they signed for Paris Saint-Germain, everyone thought PSG were going to have uh, the champion. We're going to stroll through the UEFA Champions League and become the winners. But um, so far, so good. Um, the Paris Saint-Germain performances this season have... Um, cost uh, a lot of football fans to wonder if they are strong enough to compete in the in the UEFA Champions League. Messi has been brilliant in the Champions League, but the the team's overall performances from from game week to game week has been a little bit, you know, dicey has been a little bit shaky. Uh the team is not playing yet uh like a well-oiled machine, but let's see as time goes on, the players begin to understand their position and their roles better. Anything can happen. Paris Saint-Germain definitely will be uh, uh, a contender to win the UEFA Champions League come the end of the tournament in May. But let's see. Let's see the teams that will be qualifying. We'll be also talking about the, the group stage draws when that time eventually comes. Let's see how the teams are going to gear up for the final weeks and all the rest of the tournament until the finals in May. We are back to the league action. We're looking at the Premier League and the Spanish La Liga. Uh, what does this week of football has to offer? It's been an amazing time. You know, uh, Leeds-Tottenham last week was a fantastic game. You know, Leeds came up with Daniel James scoring the first goal. But Reguillon and um, uh, Per Emerick Hoybier uh, put the final, final blow to Leeds United. And Tottenham were the runaway winners of the day. Uh, looking at Manchester United against um, Watford or Watford against Manchester United. Fantastic, fantastic turnout for um, Watford and Claudio Ranieri. Looking at uh, Arsenal against uh, Liverpool at Anfield. It was an absolute wash as Liverpool went riot against Arsenal. Um, Sadio Mane, Mohamed Salah, Minamino and Diogo Jota. All on the score sheet on the night. Arsenal look like um, shadows of themselves. You know, the unbeaten run finally destroyed by Liverpool. The hottest team in the Premier League. One of the hottest team in the Premier League right now. Chelsea also. Three goals. Antonio Rudiger, um, Conte, Kante and Christian Pulisic. All on the score sheet on the day. What a fantastic, um, you know, action we had last week. And this week. Uh, we have more of the same. The Premier League, the most watched league in Europe, the most interesting league, if you say that, um, is back on our screens, is back on our airwaves. Um, Arsenal against Newcastle. Arsenal having lost uh, 4-0 to Liverpool. They need a reaction. They need to bounce back to their winning ways. You know, a lot of criticisms have been swept under the carpet uh, against Mikel Arteta. Right now, the fans are the fans appear to be behind um to be fully behind Mikel Arteta. 
and they need a response they need a response uh but newcastle will be looking to be the party poopers this time eddie howe could not be in the stadium um last week uh 3-3 when they played 3-3 last weekend but this week is gonna be the man uh at the you know at the dugout is gonna be there the first time he's gonna appear on the sidelines as the newcastle united manager and he'll be looking to have some trick uh under his sleeves against the gunners at the emirates let's see what's gonna happen come the end of 19 minutes arsenal fans are you going to get all three points or will Newcastle United be the runaway winners at the end of the day? Let's see all the action coming this weekend from the Premier League. It's Crystal Palace against Aston Villa. What a fantastic backdrop. Uh, Patrick Vieira, a legend at Arsenal. And Steven Gerrard, a legend at Liverpool. Both will be coaching against themselves for the very, very first time in the premier league this season what an amazing amazing job done by uh, uh patrick vieira um uh, crystal palace looking like a well-oiled machine looking like a different organism altogether what a fantastic fantastic team they're, they're having right there and what can i say about Connor gallagher what a what a fantastic talent all the way from chelsea you know He's gone on loan, he's been to Swansea, he's played in the playoffs, you know. These are the things that make a player, he's gone to gain experience, he's back in the Premier League and he's going from strength to strength. One of the players of the month so far, one of the players in the Premier League so far, a fantastic, fantastic campaign uh, for Conor Gallagher right now. Uh, let's see who will be Victor come the end of 19 minutes. You know, Steven Gerrard in his first game in charge. Um, two two goals, uh, a clean sheet. What more can he ask for? Um, looking at the previous form, all uh, Aston Villa has had throughout the course of the season. Right now, Steven Gerrard is looking to have his team together. Is looking to you know create some level of consistency. Let's see what's gonna happen. Come ninety minutes tomorrow, or come ninety minutes over the weekend. Uh, Steven Gerrard, Patrick Vieira. One has to give way. Who's going to be the victor? Who's going to be uh, the loser, so to say, on the day? Or are they going to share the spoils a piece? Let's see what happens come the end of 90 minutes from Shellhorse Park home to Crystal Palace. Liverpool against Southampton. Liverpool are looking to continue their high flying form, you know, after the debacle of Manchester United and Arsenal, two of the top sides in English football. They'll be looking to pull Southampton to the sword in a like manner. But as we know, um, Southampton always have something up their sleeves. You know, Ralph Asenhoto has a fantastic team in Southampton this season. A lot of um, football pundits uh, put Southampton up for relegation. But having lost the likes of Vastegard and some of their quality players, right now, Southampton are looking like a fine uh, Premier League team. They're looking to, to sustain their Premier League status and remain in the Premier League come uh, next season. Let's see what happens at the end of 90 minutes at Anfield, home to Liverpool. It's Norwich against Wolves. Let's see what Dean Smith can can come up with. What, are they going to sustain their winning streak? Are they going to start to build on their win from last weekend? Let's see what Norwich City has to offer. Burnley against Spurs at Topmore. Spurs coming off a defeat in the Conference League. Antonio Conte will be looking to get his big boys in the line. Um, get Ari Kane, Song Yumin, you know, Bergwijn, all their players. They'll be looking to, uh, you know, build from what they did at home to Leeds. They'll be looking to climb up the table because right now Antonio Conte is looking up the table rather than down. And they're trying to find a way to get back to the likes of Arsenal to get above their noisy neighbours and to um, fly as high as possible this season. Manchester City against West Ham. Uh, what can I say about David Moyes and his boys, the Hammers? Right now, one of the most interesting, most fascinating teams, one of the most improved teams in the Premier League. They started where they left off last season, you know, Michel Antonio, what a fantastic, fantastic player. He gives 110 every week. As much as his feet, in as much as his feet and available to play, Antonio will be 
one of the players of the game. He's a very, very fantastic player, a disciplined professional. What can I say about the likes of uh, Siad Ben Rama, uh, Bowen, you know, Sushai, Declan Rice, fantastic players for uh, David Moyes, you know, Lukas Fabianski, fantastic in goal, you know, Angelo Ogbonna, what a fantastic player. Zuma has also been a fantastic signing all the way from Chelsea. That game is going to be a very, very interesting game at the Etihad Stadium. You know, Manchester City have, have had blips here and there in the Premier League this season. But as we know, Manchester City any day, any time is uh, a danger to behold. They have what it takes to beat any team in the land by a large margin. So uh, let's not forget the greatness that Manchester City possess and the threats that they have. You know, Ryan Sterling has played a couple of games. He's been in the score sheet. He's been trying to find his way back into the team. Uh, let's see what he has to offer. Let's see what Pep has to offer on the day. Uh, looking at the biggest talking point, the biggest game of the weekend, Chelsea against Manchester United. It's the first um, Premier League game in almost um, three years, thereabout, that Manchester United will be playing without Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at the end of affairs. But you know, in recent time, even during all the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's um, tenure and spell as the United manager, um, they've had very, very good games against um, Chelsea. Uh, I remember Lampard's first game against Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. It was a walkover for Manchester United. So it's not a, a, a fixture that is so difficult for Manchester United to play in. But the level of the Blues right now, Thomas Tuchel has found a way to understand his players. He's found a way to communicate his ideas to his players. And they've replicated it on the green top. It's going to be a difficult game for United. Chelsea are in high-flying form right now. You know, Rich James is in fantastic, fantastic form. Uh, the likes of Havertz, you know. Chelsea have the squad depth. They have the players. They have the defense. They have the attack. They have the speed. Uh, so, Manchester United really have to dig deep to get a, a good result come the end of 90 minutes. That is all for the Premier League action this weekend. And right now, we are moving to the Spanish La Liga, where Villarreal will be hosting Football Club Barcelona at the Ceramica Stadium. Uh, what, what a fantastic game that's going to be. It's going to be a game where Barcelona would have to bring one of their best performances to beat uh, a Villarreal side. You know, Villarreal is a difficult side to play any day, any time. But looking at the current squad that Barca have right now, uh, I think it's going to be a very, very difficult game for Barcelona. Barcelona will have to really, really dig deep to get even a single point from Villarreal come this game week. Uh, it's also Cadiz against Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid will be looking to bounce back from their 1-0 defeat uh, against AC Milan. They'll be looking to climb up the table. You know, Real Madrid are sitting pretty on the top of the La Liga table this season. Atletico Madrid will be looking to join them and spoil their party at the top of the table. It's Real Madrid against Sevilla. That is the biggest game. You know, that, that is the biggest game of the weekend in the Spanish La Liga. Uh, Real Madrid have played um, Seville at home 30 times and they've won 25 of those encounters. But as we know, football is not just a game played on paper. Football has its way of changing the narrative. So Sevilla have one of the most complete squad in the La Liga this season. I just think um, uh, Julian Lopetegui needs to find a way to balance the team. He needs to find a way of picking the right players for every single game. You know, no two games is the same. Every team has their own peculiarities and he needs to find a way to balance the squad in terms of the the, the, the type of players he plays in attack, the, the ideology of the team for each game week. And I think they will be fine. Uh, they should, now they've finished top four consecutively, now they should aim higher and aim for... Uh, higher um, spots in the table come the end of this season. It's Espanyol against Real Sociedad. Real Sociedad currently um, second or joint first, if you like. And at the end of the game week, we're looking at Real Betis against Levante. It's going to be a promising time. Um, Real Betis looking very, very dangerous this season. 
the La Liga season is also as interesting as the Premier League season, uh, as the Premier League this season, uh, as no one knows who's going to finish top ball. Real Madrid are looking very, very bright. They're looking very sharp. What can I say about Karim Benzema and Vinicius Jr. or Vinny Jr. as he wants to be called right now? What a fantastic transformation he has about eight or seven goals this season already. What an improvement under Carlo Ancelotti for Vinicius. He's been a fantastic and a phenomenal player for Real Madrid. Let's see what happens come the end of 90 minutes in all these games. What games are you looking forward to? I know I'm looking forward to Manchester City against West Ham. I'm looking forward to Arsenal, Newcastle. I'm looking forward to um, Chelsea, Manchester United, Villarreal, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Sevilla, and uh, Betis, Levante. These are the games I'm looking forward to this weekend. What are you looking forward to, Arsenal fan? Are you looking to step up? Are you looking to rise from the ashes and win against Newcastle United? Or is it going to be same old, same old? Um, Chelsea fans, I know the sky is blue. Definitely Chelsea fans are in cruising altitude right now. Is it going to be the same? Uh, or can Manchester United show that life after Oligon Associate is bright and the dreams are coming back? Let's see what happens at the end of 90 minutes and that is the end of the show today it's been an amazing time uh you know looking at the the managerial changes in europe looking at the uefa champions league and our expectations for the league looking at the the, the highlights of the of the weekend's action looking at what to expect the teams the the hot points the talking points you know the the derbies and everything that the world of football has to offer it's always an amazing time to discuss football and I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, you, as you know, you can always listen to all our episodes on Google Podcasts, on Spotify, on Anchor. You can follow us on, on Instagram and Twitter at LR with Roseviews one word. You'll be looking forward to your liking the episode, to your sharing the episodes with friends. We want more people to, to join what we are doing here. We're looking to grow the show and we hope that the show grows from strength to strength and hope that you enjoy what is another fascinating um, week of football. Stay blessed. See you next time. Same place on the Locker Room Podcast with Rosa Views.